In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear Bavier, dear faithful, Behold, this child is set for the fall and for the resurrection of many. Though Christmas is a beloved time for many people of our world, unfortunately its true meaning often goes by unnoticed. Christmas isn't about a purely philanthropic, fuzzy feeling about being nice to one another. Christmas is truly about salvation. In today's Gospel, Simeon is very clear about this divine child. Behold, this child is set for the fall and for the resurrection of many in Israel. Christ is the sign of contradiction. Christ is either our resurrection by faith in him and adherence to his church, or Christ is the fall for those who do not believe in him. It's either one or the other. Christ came to us in the humblest of ways so that we would not be intimidated by his reign and also that we would follow his example. He not only came to be Emmanuel, God with us, but more importantly, as his name Jesus means, he came to save us. Though Advent is over, though the time of penance has turned to the time of joy in the birth of Christ, the time of conversion to our Lord is never finished. Now, as the time of preparation has passed, we must meditate upon the fulfillment of Christ with us. We mustn't let this Christmas season slip by not meditating every day on the divine infant in the manger who calls us to himself. Deeply penetrated with the love of the divine infant in the manger, St. Francis de Sales said in a sermon, Consider, I beg you, this little newborn infant in the manger at Bethlehem. Listen to what he says to you. Look at the example he gives you. He has chosen the most bitter, the poorest things imaginable for his birth. O God, whoever remains close to this manger during this Christmas octave will melt with love in seeing this little infant in so poor a place, weeping and trembling from the cold. Oh, you will see how reverently the glorious virgin, your mother, kept looking at his heart all aflame with love as she wiped the sweet tears which flowed so softly from the gentle eyes of this blessed babe. How she ran after the sweet fragrance of his virtues. To love the divine infant like Mary, we must imitate his virtues. This child, even just lying in the manger, shows us many important virtues that we need to develop so that he will be our resurrection. With Mary, we can meditate on his humility, his humility in coming to us in the coldness of winter, when the coldness of humanity was the furthest from the warmth of God's love. He came in the humility of the night during which those in vigil were in prayer awaiting their redemption. He came to a humble virgin who had faith in the words spoken by the angel Gabriel. He came in a stable to show that his dwelling on earth was only temporary. He came to Bethlehem, meaning house of bread, so that he would be our food. He laid in a manger, a food trough for animals, so that his body would be our spiritual nourishment. 
We can meditate upon his humility in emptying himself, taking on the likeness of a slave, taking on our human weakness. Our Lord came to us as a small, vulnerable infant so that we could unite ourselves easily to him. Many times we too feel vulnerable and helpless, but these crosses allow us to unite ourselves to him in his humility. If we want to meditate upon his nativity, we must put off the vanities, the jealousies, the envies and desires of this world because they are not compatible with the birth of this poor infant. It is these ways of the world that Simeon points out why the divine child is the fall for so many. Secondly, we can see his obedience. In the manger, our Lord was wrapped in swaddling clothes to show that he was wrapped in obedience to do the will of God in working our redemption. It was the disobedience of Adam and Eve that necessitated his coming, so he came clothed in obedience so that we, so that he would be the new Adam in working our restoration and bringing us into his heavenly inheritance. Thirdly, confidence in God. How was this child born in these conditions going to be spared the wrath of Herod, who would spare nothing to kill him? How was he to survive in the enemy territory of Egypt, who were furious about the Israelite slaves slipping through their hands centuries before and destroying their own army in the Red Sea? God had a plan, and as long as we follow his orders and remain faithful to him, like the vulnerable infant in the manger, he will protect us. Like the divine infant having to flee Herod, we know that the world, in the Joannic sense of the word, has the devil as its prince and does not want to follow Christ nor allow God's disciples to follow him. From the beginning, Christ was a sign of contradiction. Christ said that the servant was not above the master, and so we cannot expect to be spared persecution or hostility which he faced from the very beginning. But nevertheless, the infant in the manger teaches us to have confidence in God. Fourthly, we must have divine faith. Why did he come to us? To save our soul. Sure, our divine master performed many miracles for the good of the body, but it was always to show that the body serves the soul, that he wanted to heal the soul the deeper wound, the deeper affliction, the deeper source of sorrow. Each miracle performed by Christ was to support faith in him as the Son of God, not to idolize the body, nor to see Christ only as a healer. Our Lord said, The disciple is not above the master, nor the servant above his Lord. And fear ye not them that kill the body, and are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him that destroy both soul and body in hell. Everyone that therefore that shall confess me before men, I will confess him before my Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I came to send peace upon the earth. I came not to send peace, but the sword. To be admitted to the resurrection, we must believe that he is the Son of God. We must have faith because without faith we are not pleasing to him. We must have faith that this little child wrapped in swaddling clothes 
is the creator of the universe and the judge of all. Behold, this child is set for the fall and for the resurrection of many in Israel. Lastly, I would like to encourage you all during this Christmas season to use the nativity of our Lord as an occasion to encourage your family, your friends, your neighbors, anyone and everyone to discover the Catholic faith or to come back to the practice of it. Christ was born to bring us hope and salvation. Unfortunately, one of the greatest problems of 2020 is the heresy that the body is more important than the soul and that the adoration of God and the sacrifice of the Mass is not as important as personal safety. Any honest historian, either ecclesiastical, medical, or purely secular historian, can see that these protocols are unprecedented for the Church, unprecedented and to this extent in medicine, and also in the global governmental control. Yesterday, again, I was prevented from going into a Catholic hospital because of COVID-19 protocols. St. John Chrysostom said, Some, to save the body, choose to destroy the soul. But do they not know, in losing the soul, their body shall be condemned to eternal torments? If we neglect the soul, we cannot save the body. Our Lord took on our humanity to save it, not to idolize it. So many of our leaders are idolizing the body at the expense of God and the soul. The modern Herods are seeking to extinguish Christ, who is the sign of contradiction to their ideology. But for us, we know that he is our resurrection, and so we must follow him in humility. We must follow him in obedience to the law, to the will of God. We must have confidence in him, and we must keep and publicly practice our divine and Catholic faith. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.